This podcast replay is brought to you by EJDconstruction.com. Call Eric at EJD Construction at 305-433-4843. They do it all, residential or commercial. EJDconstruction.com is the custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. Alright, alright, alright. We're back. We're ready to rock. Hour number three. There he is, ready with the Expos hat. How you feeling, my man? You feeling good? I'm doing good. Marky Post, by the way. Marky, yes. I said yeah, Margie and Marky. Somebody, Troy, uh, um, uh, what's it called? Um, corrected me on that. Uh, but none, nobody will argue she was smoking hot. So that's Very attractive woman, yes. Very, was. very. Have you seen the new Night Court? I have not, and I've no, no. It, it features. Uh, it, it only has Larroquette, and it has the uh, girl with the high pitched voice from the uh, from that uh, from the Big Bang Theory, which the, was a fabulous show. Yeah, which was an an incredible show. What's that? Melissa yeah, Rouse. she does. Yeah, she doesn't use the voice. Yeah, she doesn't use it as high pitched or anything like that. But that's uh, not a normal voice. The high pitch is not a normal voice. She did no. it for the first right, Big Bang. right, exactly. And um, and so yeah, it's not good. It's not good. There's you know you don't have the smart ass bailiff, you don't have bull. No Harry Anderson. Yeah, no Harry and Harry and her are completely different. You know she's trying to be Harry, because she's Harry's daughter, by the way. Oh, is she okay? She's Harry's daughter. So yeah, I I watched the uh, the first two episodes to give it a chance and. Didn't grab you, huh? No, dude. No, no. I, I don't think I even laughed uh, once. So that's yeah. not, that's Last of Us for me. I, I I tried it because of everybody's ranting and raving about it, and I'm sorry, it's it does nothing for me. For what? Which one? What are you talking about? Last, last of Us on HBO. Oh, okay. All right. Does nothing for me, and I know everybody's ranting and raving about it. Oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. Sorry. Right. I, I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's just kind of the way. Hey. Um. A lot of people brag about White Lotus or whatever. I watched it. That's and a great was, show. That's a great love. Love White Lotus. I didn't. I wasn't that impressed with it. Okay. You know, I wasn't that impressed with it overall. You know, I just thought it was considering the reaction from people. I thought it was a little bit. You know, it, I get it when they got when they went crazy about Breaking Bad. Okay, I'm good with that. And Sons of Anarchy or something. But this one, eh, it didn't. It didn't rock me like you know Sopranos did. Up until up until about season five, I think Sopranos. Then I think it kind of started jumping the shark. I think in season five on or something like that. But either way, uh, I mean, it's just a, it's just kind of the way it is. All right, so let me ask you, uh, drama in the Dolphins. Are you surprised Danny Crossman survived? Because I think we would all argue, we would all be maybe in conjunction say that out of the three coaches. The you know I know there was a there was complaints about Boyer but I think we were all like okay some of us could argue about Boyer but I think we all agreed that Crossman didn't do a very good job but yet he survives so your thoughts on that one yeah I'm not I'm not I'm not so sure exactly what the gripes were on Boyer if if the argument for keeping Danny Crossman is that there were a lot of injuries on defense that forced guys to get away from special teams maybe play more. Uh, on defense and that affected their play on special teams, and then why are we not making the same argument for Josh Boyer? Well, 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 he already had the Fangio thing. So I, I really no, think it, I, I really, I, re- I really think the Boyer thing for the Dolphins 
is not so much really about Boyer. It was that they already had the Fangio thing, and my God, are, are, okay, you can go get one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. You go get one of the best defensive coordinators in the NFL. I think that was the thing, but I think you're right. In the argument of fans. No, but right. for anybody who might say that, well, by Boyer deserved to be fired, no, I don't think he did. But had, he complete, had the Dolphin defense completely kicked ass again in 2022, maybe he gets another, another shot. But it's tough to completely kick ass when your your scheme is predicated on having two complete stud cornerbacks. One doesn't play all year, and the other one's not right physically all year. Right. Good luck with that. Right. So, um, yeah. And again, I, I think if there was a complete was a stud special teams coordinator who was available somewhere, I think we might be having a different conversation right now. Um, so, we'll see. I mean, it's not Danny Crossman's fault that Jason Sanders dipped again um, after a slight dip in 2021 from 2020 when he was the best kicker in the NFL. And then he got an extension and he hasn't been able to, to follow up on that. Um, not, not that for in his defense, not, not Danny Crawford's fault. The, the one problem area was they gave up a lot of returns and they didn't have one single long return until the playoff game when Cedric Wilson had the 50 yard. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I just find that one, kind of surprising or it also could be that he didn't find a coach that he was comfortable with on the special team side that he knew that he could hire whereas obviously there was some connection with Fangio already so that was already rumored from last year and it looked like the you know the the old man um you can tell that this is one of those kind of dudes that does whatever the hell he wants to do whether you like it or not and I bet he really wanted to, re- you know, like sit out for a year and not really coach. And then th- like this whole thing, when he agreed to a deal, probably it was his agent that opened his mouth. And he's like, yo, man, I'm, I'm committed to this team. I'm not ready to talk about another team until I'm done. So this is a dude that looks like he's really set in his ways. Well, and he's got the track record for it. But I, listen, had the, had the. Oh, we lost. free reign of hire whoever you want to hire last year after he took over. I think Big Fangio would have been the DC in 2022. It was kind of like how, however you want you want to frame it, whether he was literally told, no, keep Boyer around, or I think we'd like to keep Boyer around. It's your call, but I think we're like, and then however you want to you frame it, it was kind of like in that direction. Um, no, Fangio's got the track record. I mean, he produced major results in Chicago and major results in San Francisco. Again, as I want to caution, like absolutely everybody should be stoked about it. Major reason for optimism. Let's not pretend like he didn't have stud players on those two defenses. Yeah. No. And they're the town level or it needs to come up a little bit on this Dolphin defense if we want to talk, start thinking about a top 10 defense or everybody has to play at max capacity. No, they, they can't be a top 10 defense until they have a werewolf in the middle. Uh, until they get a middle linebacker, they're not going to be. They're not going to be that. You know, because whenever the Dolphins have had a great defense, there's been a Zach Thomas or a Nick Bonacani. You know, in the middle. That's kind of the way it's gone. It's the. Uh, it's kind of the history of the game. Period. You know, whether you've got the Bears, well, then they're Singletary. You know what I'm saying? Almost every de- great defense has great linebackers or a great middle linebacker that's kind of running the show. And, 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 and by the way, because of this guy's scheme, he's going to need a werewolf in the middle. So to me, that's going to be priority number one 
for Vic Fangio and that front office is finding that linebacker. And I think there's going to be a revamp of these linebackers, not the two outside guys, but everything else inside, you know, uh, Baker and, and, and Roberts and all these other guys. I think you're going to see a lot of changes when it comes to that position. No, no, I agree. And they have like three or four of them are UFAs who were UFAs last year. And they all brought back on one year contracts, Landon Roberts, Duke Riley, uh, Eguavon, Brendan, Brendan Scarlett, another guy they know, uh, yeah, that they brought back. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily see that happening. Duke Riley is good because he's, a I like him, player. I like him as a, a last linebacker because special Correct. teams and you know, it's kind of like, like that. I can see a role for him there, but you need more two way linebackers on that. It can you, I love what a Landon Roberts did, but he's got a, a, an enormous hole in his game, he can't cover. And, you, you know, you just can't have those kind of players out there. You just can't. They're no, and if you look at his, his teams in San Francisco, they had Navarro Bowman and, and Patrick Willis. And then his team in Chicago in 2018 when he was uh, AFC assistant uh, – I'm sorry, NFL assistant coach of the year. Well, he had Roquan Smith. Yep. yep. Um, so, yeah. Yep. it required, And the Dolphins don't have that guy. I had somebody suggesting to me, like, maybe Jerome Baker, could, his game could take a big step with I'm I'm not – yeah, I'm not seeing it. It's I, not I, who he is. It's not who he is. It's the no, same. It, it's the same, it's the same shit I, I got into with Marcel about. Well, Tua has to learn to be more off the cuff, and I'm like, no, bro, that's not who he is either. He ain't gonna be running around and creating extra yeah. plays for you. That's not who he is. Make a goddamn decision in the pocket, and that's it, kid. It's over. That's it. Move on, like a lot of other statue quarterbacks. That's what you got to do. That's who you are, Jerome Baker will be run over in the middle when he's trying to fight off blocks or trying to sift through the trash or traffic or whatever you want to call it. Uh, he, he's not a physical linebacker. That's not who he is. And he's all of a sudden not going to become a physical linebacker. Sorry, that's just – it's not his game. No, no, I completely agree. And I, and, and I don't know if you heard me what I said before. Is I think Flores completely maxed out what Jerome Baker could be as a linebacker. I agree. Send him on, on the timely blitzes and all that. Uh, have him run sideline to sideline, but he's like you said, he's not a guy who's going to be an anchor in the middle of a defense. Weak side guy, blitzer, cover a little bit out there. Uh, he's not he's not the run stuffer, man. That's just not who he is. He never was that guy. And and I'll tell you what, I give a lot of uh, a lot of the guys that I talked to in the offseason, they nailed him perfectly because they told me from the get go that he wasn't ever going to be a physical guy and you know, fighting through tackles and breaking blocks, you know, busting up blocks and and uh, and tackling behind the line of scrimmage. That's not who he's ever been, unfortunately. He's not built, he's not built like that. He's built no. like an oversized safety more exactly. than Exactly. Exactly. Yep, I'm with you there. So um, have you studied – I mean, it's unfair. I don't really like to get too much into free agency. But is there, an, is there a name or two out there that, uh, that, that could get Dolphin fans excited and would fit – Fangio scheme. I've got two names possibly that jumped out at me when I actually looked over. Um, Tremaine Edmonds, mm, Buffalo. And again, they'd have to make it work financially, obviously. And then, then they, and again, this idea of like they don't have cap space, it can't be done. No, it can be done. You it can, can find one. Yeah. Um, he's a guy I find intriguing, and who knows? He might he might be interested in the idea of a. If the Bills make it clear they don't want to re-sign him, maybe he's going to want to have revenge on his mind. And his father played for the Dolphins. Mm -hmm. uh, and the other guy is a guy from went to Miami Northwestern, and that's Levante David. Yeah. yeah. He's a little bit older, but he's a hell of a player. 
Yeah, well, that wouldn't be a big contract. That's the good thing well, about no, that no. one. That would be a stopgap for a year or two, and then, uh, and then you hope to draft his his replacement. You know what I mean? To kind of groom him under him or something like that. Unless they feel, unless you feel Tyndall can still be that guy. I have to see something. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't see anything I liked last year. I'll be honest with you. Uh, and I don't think I don't think he has the size to play that position. No, he's another guy. He's another one of those guys who needs to run around. His speed is his forte. Um, yeah. No, I, yeah, I don't know. I, again, I, I really wish I, I was. Believe it or uh, not, I think he could be Baker's replacement. Yeah, there's a it's lot of similarities, and he's going to be a lot cheaper than Jerome Baker. Right, and then and then and, and he you can kind of use him in the same way on um, passing downs, on on long on long downs, things like that, short yardage stuff then that's where you're probably going to need to change things up a little bit more. But, yeah, I think he might, he might fill that weak side linebacker role a little better, maybe. You know what I'm saying? All depends. Yeah. But what do you do with Phillips and, and, um, and uh, what's it called, um, and, and Chubb? I mean, yeah. Chubb, the, are, are, that, are both locked in as your outside linebackers? If you line up in a, like in a, as a three-four front, yeah, those are the two. Uh, your two. So engines. then you're, you're so then we're looking at Tyndall being your weak side inside linebacker. Then is that yeah. the way you would look or, at it? Or, or in passing situation, because it's not. It's I mean we we talk about three-four. It's not going to be three-four all the time. I mean even like what the Dolphins did the last few years. There are times when they they clearly show it's a four-man front, and then you have. And you can put Jalen Phillips on the line then at that moment. Generally speaking, yeah. Right, you could. I mean, yeah. in, 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 in times that, because you're going to have a three-man front, and 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 it'll be Wilkins, Sealer, and Raekwon, but then Agba has got to be kind of that fourth guy in that rotation, right? Uh, I would right. imagine, you know. That's he's kind of like. I mean, if you want, if you want to use that terminology, I mean, Agba is kind of a pure four-three. DN when when they had Agba in the lineup they they lined up more four across because that's uh, more that's more what he is I don't correct. think he will excel nearly as much just like Jalen I don't like him in a three four end I I don't I don't think no, that that's gonna be a three four OLB yeah that, I don't think that that yeah I don't think that that benefits him at times to be out there so yeah all right so um, special teams the other thing. It's so we, we talk about running back, we talk about middle linebacker, we talk about a tight end that fits this scheme, two-way tight end, all these kind of things that are obvious. How what kind of importance do you put on returner? Because if I want to defend Danny Crossman in one thing, you you took away his returner. He had he had a Pro Bowl returner in Jakeem, and so you've lost that a guy that was a game changer at any time that he touched the ball on special teams. How important is it to get that element back to that special teams unit? Because they don't, I mean, God bless Cedric with on the, in the playoffs that he got that long one, but again, that's not his game either. So how important should it be for them to find that shifty dude that I would imagine with today's roster limits and because you've got to carry that third quarter, that third quarterback probably, you're going to need a guy that is a kick and a punt returner. Yeah, and but it's almost like like the kickoff returner is like 
I mean, for Christ's sake, they, I think they I know it goes through the end zone most of the time. Everything's a touchback, so yeah. it's like, um, and the punt returns, I think for the most part around the league were fairly insignificant. It just so happened that it seemed every long return was against the Dolphins, which is where the where the main major problem was. I mean, it's like Jesus Christ, there's so many of them. Um, so yeah, it would be nice. I don't know that it's it certainly doesn't top for me a linebacker. No, another DB. Another O lineman, a tight end, unless the Dolphins think Tanner Connor and Hunter Long can get the job done. Um, do you, know, you it, do, do you think Hunter Long and Tanner Connor can get the job done? I'm very intrigued by Tanner Connor, even though I didn't like the fact that basically dropped everything. Two, well, no, two out of three. I mean, his, his catch percentage is not very good. Three thirty three will get you in the Hall of Fame in baseball, but as a receiver, nah, not going to get it done. No. Um, but there was something intriguing about him, Hunter Long. I want to, I want to be a believer, but I got to see something. Yeah, yeah. There, there just hasn't been enough uh, with Hunter, unfortunately, uh, to to believe in. Uh, what are you working on over at the at Sports Illustrated at alldolphins.com, my friend? I put up not too long ago something about Trill Williams and his place in the secondary, along with his rehab um and i'm about to publish very soon uh quick look at where Tua stands in nfl mvp odds for 2023 as well as where he was placed on the nfl.com list of ranking of quarterbacks see that that that's the kind of quality i want from to read about the dolphins not oh we should explore lamar jackson i mean come on bro like you know no, here's the thing, but here's and and I'm going to use your platform to to make this point because I got I took some flack for writing a story of about exploring somebody throughout. They were talking about potential fits for Derek Carter, for Derek Carter, excuse me, Derek Carr. And since a national media member threw it out there, I presented it ex, and ex, explored it, and basically my point was like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And I still took flack for like, why are you, why are you writing about this and all that? I'm making the point. It's somebody who's got a major, major national platform who threw it out there uh, on Good Morning Football. Derek Carr for the Dolphins is a good fit. And I'm like, really? How, how does that make sense? Does it? From the Dolphins standpoint or from Carr's standpoint? Right. Um, yeah. But it's, it's out there just like the Lamar Jackson thing. It's going to be addressed. I'm going to address it at some point because it's out there, whether we whether we like it or not. It's out there. It's not just. I mean, there are odds. People, odds makers put out odds, and for next team for Derek Carr, you don't see the Dolphins anywhere. For Aaron Rodgers, you don't see the Dolphins anywhere. For Lamar Jackson, the Dolphins are on the list. They're not among the, the top teams, but they're on the list. And then you had the story in the Athletic where an, where an executive anonymously said he could see Lamar to the Dolphins. Right. No, oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not just saying the guy's right. I'm saying it's out there. No, I get it. I get it. But it's like, it, for those people that write that, it's like, okay, did you watch Mike McDaniel's offense? That's not what Lamar runs. He can't run that offense. That's not who he is. Plus, you would have to trade picks, which they don't have a lot of picks. And then he's going to want a big ass guaranteed salary, something you don't have to give to anybody right now because the guy you have is still under a rookie contract. So you don't have resources, but you want to use the only resources you have left to acquire a guy and create more cap problems for you down the line. And then you've got to change the entire offense. 
on top of all of that, everything that you were running, now you throw it out the window because it's a completely different offense that you're going to be running. I don't think people realize the amount of change that would have to take place in order for you to acquire Lamar Jackson. But you, and you forgot, you forgot one thing, one thing, one other thing also. What's that? If you're moving from Tua right now, the issue being that you're concerned for his long-term oh, yeah. you know, durability. Yeah. Yeah. Lamar Jackson's missed five games each of the last two years. Yeah, he misses He's more games. He's a running quarterback yeah. Yeah. who's going to break down at some point. Right. So where's the logic that? If you if it's, you're it's there's no logic to it, bro. If you're acquiring Zero. somebody who's rock solid, you know he's not going to have injury issues. Okay, but Lamar Jackson's not, and on and the other factors you mentioned, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's just it's really it, the guaranteed contract and what you'd have to give up for him. Uh, makes no so. sense. Dolphin fans, make sure you bookmark it, alldolphins.com, so you can catch all of his work there at Sports Illustrated. He is Alan Pupar. Alan, as always, thank you, my brother. Appreciate you immensely. We will catch up next weekend, next week. Have a great weekend. You got it. There you go. Alan Pupar and our EJDconstruction.com, Miami Dolphins report. And don't forget to reach out to the great people at EJD Construction. Uh, Eric does a phenomenal job, 305-433-4843. In fact, they were at my house today doing some stuff. Uh, they are just absolutely phenomenal. They rebuilt our fence. They did everything, dude. They did an amazing job. They can do for you guys the same thing. I know that a lot of our listeners in Dade and Broward County, because it's only Dade and Broward, I'm sorry for those of you that have called them from Palm Beach. My mistake. 305-433-4843. we got a lot of listeners because they're trying to redo their insurance now, their hurricane insurance, and, they're, and the companies are telling them, wait a minute. We need your roof upgraded. We need it inspected to make sure it passes code. And there is a new level that you've got to reach for your roof now. So when you do renew, you might get asked to get it inspected. Call EJD Construction. They can bring it up to code. So that way you can get your new policy. Save yourself some money. 305-433-4843. Hey, listen, we're talking about custom home construction and major home remodeling. One of our listeners built an observation deck. Another listener uh, built this whole hut in the back. It's not like a tiki hut. It's nicer than a tiki hut, actually. It looks really cool. And it has like a full kitchen, barbecue, grease trap. I mean, all kinds of things. Uh, Another one of our listeners had a fire in their home. They had to remediate everything and gut it all out. EJD Construction did all of that for you. 305-433-4843. You got to build a second floor. You got to build a new room. You got to expand the home. You got to modernize the kitchen. EJD Construction can do all of that. And they do shell construction in-house. That's how they keep the cost down. 305-433-4843.